Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money for my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match with you great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I use Anchor in a simple matter. I take my podcast episodes, edit them in Premiere, upload them to Anchor and schedule them and set my tags and my description, all that good stuff. Just sit back and let it distribute to all the platforms. It's very simple and very easy to use and very user-friendly. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. This is the Chase in the Frame podcast with your host, John DeMarco. Let's go. What up, Frame Chasers? New house, new podcast, new everything, basically. Can you guys hear me, by the way? Yeah. All right, great. So this is a special Chase in the Frame, actually, because it's the first time I've ever been asked to do a movie review. And uh, actually, Edgar's been on the podcast. Adriel, you're not on the podcast yet. You're in about three weeks, I think. Hey, so, uh, I didn't even know that. Man. I had you got a, me hyped. Yeah, I had to like, check when you're being released. So... <laughs> This is coming out on Friday. This awesome. is October 15th, right? Nice. You guys wanted it by yes. that time. Um, so we're going to get this pushed out as Thank quickly you, as possible. You're welcome. Uh, and also, guys, if you haven't checked out, I know this is Friday already that we're recording on Monday, but Niall and Brendan Part 1 is on is out now. So you can listen to that podcast. It's uh, every Wednesday, as you know. Uh, let's get to housekeeping real quick. And if you hear a dog, I apologize. That's Bear. He's a barrel baskins. He's that sitting on my feet, man. He's having a good time. Oh, right I'm now. good. That's I'm good. I'm glad. He's a really beautiful dog. He's he's soft, right? Yeah, he's very loud though. He has he, an opinion, and he wants the whole world to hear it. Yeah, <laughs> he's a Barkosaurus Rex, as I like to say. He's yeah. a Barkosaurus Rex. Uh, so first off, we gotta thank our affiliate partners, Artlist.io. Honestly, the best music licensing platform for any type of content creator. Thousands of new songs every day and unlimited downloads. Uh, which is always a plus, especially when trying to find music for any project that is always the hardest part, guys. Don't you agree? Finding uh-huh. music? Absolutely. Yeah, man. And, and I think it's something that, you know, I've seen a lot of people put on the back burner, especially in in the independent commercial yeah. production market. Like, choosing songs that are meaningful and push the, yeah. the story forward is important and uh you know sometimes royalty free free songs that don't come from a premium service like artlist just don't cut it so you couldn't say it any better do you know what you just finished the whole thing for me thank you <laughs> but uh guys i'll email your sponsor <laughs> yeah, it's affiliate i'll hey, build them it's uh <laughs> but the link is in the description below and you sign if you sign up today you get a year and two extra months for free so check it out artlist.io an inspiring music licensing and platform created by filmmakers for filmmakers second we have merch y'all yeah, teespring.com slash store slash chasing dash the dash frame. Not only are we selling t-shirts, but we're also selling frame chaser mask. Ten bucks, gal. We're in a pandemic. It's a pretty soft mask. I'm not going to lie. I lost mine, 
but I'm about to buy another one because for shame, John, for shame. You know, I wear it every day. I put it in my pocket, put it in the car for work, and then one day I'm like, "Where the fuck is this thing?" <laughs> so it's probably good that you lost it. It sounds like you needed a new one anyway. I, I so. did. I washed it. Okay, it it still <laughs> it still came out pretty. It's a you know it smells wonderful. It looks comfortable. It was really comfortable. I, I actually do want to order. One you know, too. you should order one. Well, that's good to know. They're good in the washer. They are good in the washer. It's cloth. It's a cloth nice. mask. It sounds nice. like we planned this whole episode just for like <laughs> product sponsors so far with like the back and forth banter. Like. <laughs> yeah, this is not this is actually not scripted, everyone. And then uh, third, it's time to show when we ask for the donation to give to Church of the Frame. Four ways to donate. Actually, three. I can't even write properly. One, paypal.me slash podcast. One time donation for that. And then we're working on the Patreon. Uh, I will have the link to that in the description below as well. $5 membership a month, uh, which allows you to get early access to audio and visual content a week before it airs. Uh, that will be more for next year's stuff, guys. We are kind of almost at 20, 2020 is almost over. So next year we're going to pro- promise content quicker and better and faster and stronger and all that shit. And then third in the description below are links to all the cryptocurrencies that we've talked about in the past to our trust wallet. So it is to a separate wallet, not going directly to me or Mark. It's a third party wallet that we have access to. And, you know, just send the crypto there. And you know what? You can send $10, $20, whatever you want. It grows, it depreciates. So it doesn't really matter. It's playing with the stock market basically. And last but not least, guys, like the Facebook page and also subscribe to us on uh, YouTube. And also, I think Sparkling Ice, even though they're not our sponsors, but they're delicious. They're delicious. They are. You ever had these ones? Absolutely. Dude, the lemon-lime one, fucking banging. It's better than I'm Sprite. more of a Lacroix man myself. But Dude, these I, I should like be LaCroix. on set more than Lacroix. I'm just saying. <laughs> Those, Those are, are fighting words, John. You don't understand, man. First of all, when I'm not knocking yeah. mics over... If I'm not getting him a lacrosse for set, he's not as there, you know? Like, he bro. needs, if lacrosse is in the crafty, Edgar's going 300. I'm sorry, dude. You have to change to this fucking sparkling yeah. ice. We just went like a, a, a seven minute, I feel like, episode of fucking sponsors that I don't even have. But anyway, guys, <laughs> let's get to the podcast. Uh, Edgar Alejandro, Adriel Roman, Sir? how are you guys today? Terribly great. Moment. You know, you guys are slightly oh. matching, by the way. And Okay. Yeah. I did. I, intentional. Intentional. Non- you guys call each other up? Yeah. You are business partners. I texted him. I was like, hashtag twinning. Hashtag Sent twinning. Sent him a selfie. He was like, yes. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, we are here today because they asked me to review their movie Home, which comes out October 30th. Am I correct? 15th, 15th actually. I'm sorry. 15th. No, October 15th. But it, you watch it for the Halloween season, so Absolutely. it's perfect. That's why we're releasing it a couple weeks early. We want people who are busy on Halloween, if you have plans through this pandemic, which there's not many options. Yeah. Uh, to, to have the chance to get spooked out by our creepy little flick. Sweet. And then uh, I'm going to be as honest as possible with you guys. That's fine. So I don't want our friendship to be hurt. <laughs> so If uh, I storm out, just know that it's only for the drama of the edit. It's okay. not actually for our friendship. We're going we're... <laughs> to... No, you know, John, yeah. uh, something something I, I, I respect and like about you, man, is I think you're a very honest person. And, you know, yeah. that's what we're looking for. That's the whole point of art. You know, the, the point of art isn't to, to fall in love with it or to, to hate yeah. it. But I think... I think good art, yeah. you, you you take things away from it, both the negative and the positive. Yeah. So I'm looking and, forward to and it. And I did watch it twice. So I did watch it. I, me and my girlfriend watched it um, last Friday. And not last Friday, sorry. The Friday before when you first sent it to me. Absolutely. And then uh, I just watched last night with me my, me, my girlfriend, and my friend Mark, who usually helps with the podcast. Awesome. We watched it last night together. So just to recollect my thoughts, because I didn't want to like go a week and not – that's why I asked for it again. I didn't want to yeah, go another week. Yeah, I appreciate you shit. taking that time because so. it, it means that – you 
the information you're going to give us is actually yes. accurate to a reason. And, watch and I and I totally took it the first time as a participant where I'm like, I'm going to watch the movie to enjoy, see what I like, see what I don't like, just as a normal viewer. I did that. I did that twice. So I'm going to tell you that's my whole game plan for everything and how I okay. looked at it. So let's start the movie. So um, it was good, guys. It was. If I do, you want me to give you scores first because I don't know how. I mean, I never did this before. I know this is new for all of us. Yeah, you know? I've yeah. never uh, been in the position. Yeah, we know, were just hearing someone it. just like. <laughs> let's talk about background. Let's talk about. The, let's, actually, before we do that, let's talk about the background of the film a little okay. bit. So yeah, we, yeah. Let's let's get into that that way. I'm, okay. So I'm kind Butter of going ahead. I was like trying to write no, down. No, it's how okay. To, I, like I said, man. Yeah. I'm, we're all spitballing here. I was so. I was trying to do like a rundown for the show. I'm like, how am I going to do this? And I'm I'm terrible at that because I was like. Do I do it this way? Do I do it that way? But I was like, well, let's just kind of fucking free flow it a little bit here. Yeah, background so, sounds yeah, like back, a good place Let's do the start. background. So when did you guys make it? Uh, we shot the film approximately two years ago. Um, right around, it was two months after we got our investment for yeah. the film. We had a $50,000 budget, uh, thirty five in which we spent on the production itself, which and we the, shot 15 days. And our investor, he was former, formerly a client of ours. Mm-hmm calls us up out of the blue and he's like, Hey, are you guys looking for an investor? And we were sweet. And, uh, this is your first feature. This or? is our debut feature film. De- yeah. And then, uh, I know daddy's home is a, just a short, right? Yeah. So we had, that was our f- longest short film production. Uh, we spent 2,500 on that mm-hmm. by the end of it. Um, and that was a 27 minute film. This film mm-hmm. is, is by far our longest. At a hour and six. Minute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, how many people did you have on the crew? Was it just you two, a few other people? No, this was a big, also the biggest crew that we'd ever worked with, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I'd say that we had Absolutely. a crew including the post team of about 12 people oh, wow. and a cast including extras of 15, but a main cast, as you see, of only five people. Yeah. 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 Something, I, I'm not sure if you knew this or not, it was filmed entirely in Reno as well, which was... I did notice that. I remember, you, I remember you tell... I, I think you both told me this. It was filmed in Reno, which I... I I was like, oh, that's interesting. I like the I like the setting. I like where it was located, and it threw me off for a second because the house had the background of uh the strip of I'll call it the strip of Reno. Yes, absolutely. And it, and it confused me for a second. It threw me. I'm like, are they in Vegas? You you were you're not the only person okay. taking confusion to that moment. Yeah, and, um, I, and I did see your cameo and your cameo as well. I saw, <laughs> nice. I saw so I did spot that out. Yeah. Um, so, Young Hitchcocks. Yeah, the Hitchcocks. <laughs> and uh, was anyone's voices too? Because I thought I heard your voices as well at the end. Yeah, we oh, did. Oh, nice. We, yeah. Good catch, man. We See, actually did. That's what some... happens when you watch it twice. Nice. <laughs> no, it's a really good catch. Um, we did have some voiceovers. It was a. It was an alternate ending that we had actually played with in post. Yeah. It wasn't the original ending of the yeah. film. Um, there's still a different layer that was added on to the release version, which the version you've been seeing is actually our festival copy. Okay. There's just a couple small, small differences okay. to the release version. That's a good um, that's a good thing, good thing to know from me because yeah. there's some issues that I saw that I was like, I hope they're fixing And this. I'd be curious yeah. to hear when we're talking about it, you know, kind of talk about how from the version you've yeah. seen to the version that's coming out, how those things have changed or if they haven't changed. Exactly. And I, that's a pretty cool And I think that's what's great about this podcast today is that we're having this open discussion about your film. And this is to- I don't think you see movie reviews like this. So we're, no, we're no. having an open no. discussion. This and this, this is totally different. And I think this is totally a cool thing. So Me too. You got to be kind of vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You as know, artists, you got to be vulnerable. It's, yeah. It's cool, man. I think that this is. Um, this really pushes that chasing the frame mentality of yeah, like really absolutely. seeing what the heart of Vegas filmmaking is or yeah. being a filmmaker from this city and, and how that's affecting filmmakers right now in 2020. So cheers to doing this, man. Yes. Cheers. Yes. <laughs> cheers. Cheers. Well, I don't have a spark. I had a lacrosse. Nice, 
yeah, I'll, 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 buy some, <laughs> I'll buy you some Lacroix next time. Yeah. Sure. yeah. What what flavor do you like, by the way? Any flavor. Okay. I, I am gonna try that one these days though. All right. I'm, I'll, I'm gonna I'll, give it a shot. I have an extra one. I'll buy it, I'll get you one. Really? Yeah. Okay. You want it? Yes, please. All right, hold on. Keep, everyone pause. Fifteen fifteen days you said, right? Filmed in all Reno. Yes. Crew was how big again? Twelve people. We had about twelve people. Twelve people. Yeah. And then uh Thought light would give it for a second. Anyone else see that? I liked how that glo- it glowed. Oh, for good. sure. Okay, I thought so. Um, so let's kind of get to it then. So I have some notes. Okay. And I guess I, I kind of wrote sporadically, so I'm not going to like, it's going to be all over no, the place no a little bit. That's okay. So I think the one of the first things I kind of like, actually, I'll just give the scores first. I'm okay. sorry, everyone. This is like all new to me. <laughs> so trial run. So for direction, we'll start with direction, work okay. our way down into overall. So direction, we give it all eights. Me, Ashley, and Mark. So we, we okay. Cool. I'll take that. Acting, I'm sorry. Yeah. Is this this is based out of ten? Correct. It's based out of ten. Yeah. Okay. No, it's actually based out. He's of like, seven. it's based out of thirty. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's actually based out of twenty four frames. <laughs> uh, oh, that's like that. clever. I like <laughs> no. that. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I was. <laughs> uh, acting is we gave it a six overall. Uh, okay. Overall six. Okay. And I'll kind of get to that a little bit. There was some cheesiness to some of the acting and you know, stuff like that. But otherwise, like I know the direction and acting kind of go hand in hand, but the direction and other, a lot of other things was pretty well. So we did enjoy the direction awesome. of the film and it, it counteracts with the cinematography, which we also enjoyed, which we gave that another eight as well too. So that's eight around the board. Audio, this is where it gets a little finicky, guys, because again, I know it's a festival copy. Yeah. But Mark gave it a five. I gave it a... Or wait, actually, I gave it a five. Mark gave it a three, and my girlfriend gave it a four. Okay. The audio was muffled. We thought absolutely. It, it sounded really like pillowy, and we're like, "What? What's going on? We can't really understand." It, it threw me off a lot in the movie. Yeah, and, and I think in that copy, it, it really um, in the festival copy, it's it's inconsistent. Yeah. Like there's some sequences that sound really great, and yeah. then there's other sequences that kind of hold it back. So yeah, it, yeah, especially like in the beginning, that really just mm. I felt like that held it back a little bit, and I'm like. The beginning That's was what was shot last. Yeah. Really? So to give you a little backstory, this is yeah. where I think it's fun to kind of like help you understand what yeah, had happened there. In the first act of the movie, that was all shot at the end of the process. And okay. in one day. In one day. The whole, okay. the whole first act of the hospital was shot in, in, in nine hours. So yeah. um, that was after our lav kits took some heavy damage three days before. Oh, what happened? Um, they were falling out of actors' pockets, even though they were clipped. Yeah. We had a couple instances where they fell on hard concrete in oh, some shit. driving scenes. Some like it was it was pretty bad. The antennas were coming apart. In Reno, there's not really many places to go get something repaired like that or do yeah, that yeah. quickly or do any repairs. And we were shooting on Christmas week, so we couldn't do any Amazon yeah. orders because they were already back ordered. Oh, and three that. pieces that we ordered for the film never even showed up because oh, wow. Amazon completely just said, hey, we're backordered. We're going to give you a refund on these items. So oh, shit. we were kind of dealing with some shit because of the timing yeah. we chose yeah. to shoot the movie. Um, so sequences like that and a lot of that hospital yeah. in the release copy have since been ADR'd and remixed. Okay, because I was like wondering if you guys ADR'd it on that We ended up copy. having to. Yeah. We just realized like the first act in specific is where it was the weakest in the festival mm-hmm. copy. And you want the first 15 minutes of the film to be the most enjoyable so yeah. people stay for the rest. So And um, one more thing, too. I just want to say to anyone listening, there are going to be spoilers. So if anyone does not want to listen, I should Spoiler I should uh, throw that out in the first like 10 minutes of talking. Would it be possible, John? Yes. If this is too diva-ish, dude, by all means. Oh, but like, have a section where we can have like a small review where it's like, this is going to be spoiler-free. Yeah. And then... 
I will, I will try my best. But yeah, man, if, if if I can't if I can't hold myself to it, I, no I can't make any promises. Yeah, yeah, no worries. I know it's already so so much of this is so, is so new. And then, uh, cinematography, said cinematography story. We give it a six, six and a five. Um, okay. Because the story, and I'll, I'll say this now to you guys: the story, in a sense, I personally felt that for an hour and five minutes, it felt too short, in a sense, because this might sound contradiction, but like. It's too short in the sense of like I want to know more about the backstory of the family, but then again, it felt too long. It felt perfect because again, also it could have been sh- shorter because a lot of it was like lo- elongated. Like some sequences felt a little too long, absolutely. And it was just like okay, but we want to know more about the family. So it was right. kind of this weird like I was like fighting with like not fighting, but I was like we were discussing this last night. We're like I'm like it's too it's too short. And like no, it's too long. It needs to be shorter. It needs to explain See. more. So I was like, well, there's that. We need to find there's a, happy a halfway medium. point, right? Yeah, there's a halfway so point. So in the release copy, the pacing of the film changed pretty dramatically. Why did you give me this fucking festival? <laughs> I feel like I feel like, I feel like in the release copy. Well, the release copy actually just got um just went gold yesterday. Gold. Yeah. What's that mean? Uh, it's like a gaming term for you know ready for release. Oh, okay. Picture locked. I'd say picture locked's like okay. the equivalent. I should have just used the yeah. Thank the you. Regular film term. Wrong. Wrong. Um, wrong uh, podcast. Wrong fucking show. <laughs> wrong show. Um. You know we picture locked that yesterday for release. Um. You know because actually some assets were still sent to us as of last week. So, oh yeah. Um. A lot has changed in that. Uh, the film actually lost five minutes. Oh wow! So it's a- so we just hit it right at that feature mark at sixty-one minutes. Yeah. Um, but overall, the pacing feels so much cleaner. Um, I definitely think that we hit that that fine balance of let's shorten some of these moments so we get back to the core of why they existed in the first place. Mm-hmm. But we still kind of hold on and reserve that. We wanted this movie from the the, the second it was written. It was always meant to be a short feature experience. Like gotcha. we always knew even from the first draft, like we're, we don't even aim to hit an, hour, hit yeah. an hour 15. Like we want this to be a horror film that happens so quick that by the end of it, you have enough questions and enough curiosity that someone like you is going to go watch it a second time. Yeah. And it kind of ends up earning that second hour and you mm-hmm. start deciphering all these little things that we, we left in the script and, gotcha. and, and hidden those nuances. But yeah. Anyways. Uh, casting, we don't really have a score for that, but we are, our thing that we came across, and it's twice when I watched it, is that I feel like the casting was a little weird, because, um, the girl who played the older, uh, girl should have been the younger girl, because she looks younger, yes. I think, personally, and then, um, the girl who played the younger girl should have been the older girl. How do you, how, how much, of, just out of curiosity, how much of an age difference do you think the two of them actually had in reality? I have no idea, but, like, the, just, the, I mean... I I didn't think about that, but just the way I looked at like the two girls, yeah. The, uh, and I'm not trying to be mean about the the girl who played the younger girl. She like there's people who have older faces, absolutely, and she does look like she has an older face. So like you know if if someone went to Carter, if she was like 16, and she like she can pass off for a 21 year old. Like the 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 girl who played the uh, older girl, older sister, sister should have played. I thought I think personally. Sydney. Sydney, thank you. Should have played the the younger girl with the trivia. Yes, <laughs> sorry. So yeah, yeah, I think that those two should have been reversed. And I think Abby, uh, Abby Ray, I know that she Calvary. also, yeah, she also looks around the same age. So it, like, it doesn't feel like it's a mother and daughter situation where I yeah. felt like it just like it kind of threw me off as well. Absolutely, you know what I mean. So I just want to throw that there. To yeah, you guys. no, and I think that you know it. it it's kind of funny because Abby 
and Sydney mm-hmm. are absolutely <laughs> not in the same age range. Yeah. Even at the time of filming, she, there was definitely a motherly possibility for somebody of Abby's age at the time we filmed it to yeah. be, you know, Sydney's mom. So it's really funny that it looks that way. And it, I, I, uh, it's, it's, it's something that in this movie gets perceived different from everybody that watches it. We get some oh, really? people that say, yeah, no, it's crazy, man. Like there's some people that say, you know, that they think the casting was perfect in age. And then there's others that say, no, it all just seems flipped. Like, I feel like, yeah. I feel like Maya could have been the mom and the mom could have been the older sister and they kind of yeah. like start piecing it together. So I, we kind of just have sat and like let that live with what it is. Cause I think everybody yeah. has a different interpretation for what the, you know, the cast looks like and, and the realism behind it. But at the end of the day, um, it was really cool to see these people, you know, play the age ranges that they were cast in. So I think it was, a. Uh, so what was the age range of, uh, Sydney and Maya? And it, as characters, in in general, I guess like what you said, asked me what was their ages. You thought, yeah, no, I'm asking you what you thought the age difference was. Oh, not I, necessarily uh, here to tell you, oh, but it's okay. more just for my curiosity oh, okay. as to what you think. Yeah. Again, this is one that we've gotten a lot of different answers on, right? Even from yeah. some of our first Absolutely. festivals, work in progress screening. We yeah, had and we recut the film to have different angles mm-hmm. after our first ever um, festival yeah. screening to make that character look younger. There's actually a version where the age difference is wildly apparent. So the film was recut to use different angles and and lighting tricks and color grading tricks to to lessen that load. Okay. All right. But anyway, I'm curious, man. Shoot it at me. There is a right and wrong answer for this job. There is a right or wrong. I'm not going to tell you what it is. It's it's under five, I think. Under five years? Yeah, under five years apart. Well, that's good. That's phenomenal. Um, it was, it was over 15, over 50. Holy shit. So wait, 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 <laughs> if I can, if I can jump in, here, yes, please, I go think ahead. something, um, something to note too, is the reason we went with the casting that we did is so that's our producer bear. He's getting a little upset right now. Uh, is that we felt that these characters, these actors truly embodied uh, the personalities yeah. of Sydney and, and of Maya and mm-hmm. of, of Catherine. It was, you know, because we're theatrical actors, for us, you know, what, what I love about theater is they do a lot of colorblind casting Correct. a lot of times. And, yeah. and for them, you know, the, the sense of like, can this person portray this character is, is more important to, than does, can this person look the part. And so I think ultimately that was the more important uh, aspect for us when it came to casting. Understandable, understandable. Yeah. Uh, next we have, uh, color. Um, we, Ooh. okay. Uh, yeah. This, we, I wasn't a fan okay. uh, of us. We were, okay. it was, uh, three, four and four. Now, uh, what do you mean by color, like color correction, color, color grading. Okay. We, uh, because the film felt too warm for a, for a horror film. We felt like, uh, it should have been more desaturated. Uh, it should have been like, Grayer, like you know, the ring or any of that yeah, nature. Cool, I think cool cooler because there was because there were some weird like warm tones in the film. It was absolutely. Too, it was also too bright. I felt like, like in certain spots that should have been darker, and like that's overly lit in those in those um, areas as well. And that's how we saw it. Like we're like it's it it throws you off. We're like, oh, huh? huh? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's the one thing I I I thought you know, and it's so weird because like 
I love the and you know I'm biased. Obviously, yeah. this yeah. is our movie. Yeah. But I love the the color grading because I think that's almost an intentional decision that we did, which is you know a lot of film, a lot of especially more modern movies, yeah. like a twenty four. All the time they go for that washed out look, and it yeah. is a cool look for yeah. sure. Um, but I think that's kind of what turns this movie on its head, to where it, it, I think it almost it, it is. It's kind of keeping you. It's kind of making you uncomfortable. It's like, why does it look we so? We wanted to play with vibrancy of color. Yeah. Uh, kind of making certain scenes over pop, so that when you get to sequences, which my two favorite scenes in the movie would be the hospital hallway sequence with the with the dream. Uh, <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, the hospital sequence. Um, <laughs> I hate spoilers. Yeah. Uh, the hospital sequence with the mystery man. And um, I think there's one shots. It's the other one shot too. Those were incredible. I thought. Thank you. Those and the were, one, and that's yeah. the other scene that Thank I was you. about to refer is the hallway yeah. sequence. The, the two one take sequences. And the one, are you talking about when the lights go out? Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, the hallway one. Love that one. And I really love the lights going out in the house when they're in the home. In the hallway, it was a little dark, just a little bit more, because I was like, and that's first, again, like, and that's kind of the point I was trying to bring yeah. back is like we wanted to play with over delivery of light, yeah, and then the complete lack thereof, yeah, yeah. And I think that that was kind of something that you know, in our eyes, we saw as a success yeah. that we pulled that off in the movie. Again, you have a lot of sequences that are very, very vibrant. Um, in the third act of the movie, we play with a lot of purple tones and mm-hmm. blues and just a lot of neon colored lighting. And then when you get to those sequences where there's no light, you're kind of, you know, completely thrown into a different type of darkness. So we wanted to play with how lighting affected your mood throughout the hour journey. And uh, yeah, man, I could totally see how with an audience, a specific audience, and it seems like your crew was that audience, it doesn't really resonate. But yeah. I appreciate that feedback a lot. Yeah. I, no, go ahead, John. Go, go first, sir. Uh, something I think that we made peace with, especially in the editing room, is... Mm is we realized that so many things we're doing is a departure from traditional horror. And some of them, I, I think we realized some of them are really going to resonate with audiences. And I think the most, most of the audience will really not like at least one thing that we've done. Yeah. And I think we've already made peace with that and realized like this is just a part of us breaking away from what's traditionally expected. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, but it's surprising to hear the things that, that you personally, like the color grading, that, that does surprise me. It does, because <laughs> it's even something that we've taken nominations for with yeah. the post work, you know? Yeah. Like, that was like, and, and it's something that we've taken a lot of pride in with some of the post work, but at the same time, you can't deny the right that somebody may feel it was completely off-putting, or, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's, yeah. that's the beauty of art, is opinions and how subjective it is. It, to exactly, the and that's also how I looked at it when I watched the film, like, I, I'm just going to be that IMDb reviewer or that yeah. Amazon reviewer. Where they're I'm, ruthless. Like, they you know don't I mean? care. They're yeah. being honest. And I like, let me be as honest as possible with these guys. I mean, I respect them. I, you know, I give them a hell of a lot of credit to make a film in general too. So it's, I'm, I didn't make a fucking one. So like I, whatever I say, it doesn't matter because it, it's still their movie. I'm just giving my opinion on yeah. it and seeing like my, but you feedback. appreciate the craft. Yeah. You appreciate, that's what yeah. I like about you, John. You appreciate the craft and you understand like, Man, you know, even something like having this set up is, yeah. is difficult. It takes time, man. Yeah, just yeah. to get all the angles right, get get those levels right. It's not easy. Yeah. So. Um. Then, because I think because of the story part of the thing that we talked about, like with the shortness and the longness, I think that's where the editing was a little. We gave it. A, oh, actually, we gave the editing eight all around. Nice. <laughs> so I'll we're proud it. of that. We worked hard on. Yeah, oh my dude, god. I mean, well, that's <laughs> yeah. where we spent. You know, we spent fifteen days on set, but we spent. You How know, long on thirteen months in post? Yeah, hey, that's what a typical film anyway. Yeah, it I goes mean, to a year. It was a, a lot, lot of, of time, but it was a, a great process. Yeah. It was a great, great process. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, production design, 
I know you guys rented a house. Uh, it was a six. We got six six, and uh, my girlfriend gave it a four. She said it was a little okay, just so we don't get the demon number, man. You almost yeah, hit me with the uh. yeah. I know that's what we said last night. We're like, oh, we're we gonna say six, and then my girlfriend's like, no, not four. So the reason why she she was more of the four because, and I understand why. There's too much shit in the house. She felt like there's too, like it wasn't like it should be more minimal, and that kind of took her out of the film as well. Explain where, that. Like there was like too much. Um, it was like. Shit in the house, like the curtains or the you know all stuff around. Like, I think that that stuff. Yeah, it was more of that stuff that threw her out. And it's like in a horror. She's like, I watch horror films. Horror films in general don't have much shit like around in the production design or set design stuff like that. I'm like, I see what you're saying because it kind of threw her out in that regard. I think because like the curtains were like a weird color from what that was and all. Yeah, that. yeah, you okay. know that that whole okay. thing. So I understand where she was coming from with that. So that's why I give it a six too. I'm like, it's someone's house. You can't really do much. With, yeah, you can't be like, let's just take off these curtains, put put nothing there, yeah. and move this over here. Like you can't be fucking with someone's house. So, Absolutely. So there was definitely limits. He let us do quite a bit of alterations yeah. Yeah. to the house. Um, but obviously there's an extent that you have to be careful even with production insurance that you don't want to damage someone's home. Exactly. You, you I mean, and also it's a, it's a low budget, like a lower budget film too. So yeah. you've got to be very careful with that. Absolutely. Yeah. The biggest, the biggest thing we could, uh, we got away with uh, creatively was just, uh, modifying the light, you know, yeah. got to try to shape the, the area, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, overall, so final grade, sir, five, seven, seven. I'll take the sevens. Whoever gave a five, I'm. I don't. John, was it you? No, no, that was Mark. <laughs> okay, good. Mark, uh... Mark, if you're hearing this, buddy, we appreciate you. We respect your time, and we, you know, highly reconsider. You give us that third seven, so we can get that lucky, uh, lucky sevens, <laughs> yeah. dude. So. Well, and watch the the new cut once I, it comes out. Yeah, the yeah, release yeah. Cut, I, I think no. that's what's going to change a lot of our opinions too. And also, again, was, I didn't know it was a festival cut. So I can't really go. And we haven't told anybody that yeah. we've asked to do reviews that it's a festival cut because at the same time, like, if you like it in yeah. this state and you can take things away from it, then in the release state, you're going to have a much better experience. Yeah. So it's okay to get reviews for us at the core of what the film is, even with all of its early stage problems. So that way it's kind of like under promise over deliver. Yeah. yeah. You know? I, I, we want to we want to let people know like hey the film has gone through its journey it's definitely had some issues the festival copy wasn't perfect but it did yeah. take us seven awards worldwide and like there's a lot of things we're we're proud of from that version yeah including we won best lead actress um in Belgium which was the the highest award that we had won that's awesome um for Shirley shout out to um Shirley Van Patten for playing Sydney Wells woo um, <laughs> <laughs> um it, it's it's okay like I think that. Now you get to experience the film one more time, and I'm sorry you got to watch it three fucking it's, it's times. It's fine, John. but I rather I rather know that I watched the festival cut than go, oh, that was the final cut. Absolutely. So now I'm like, and now, you have one more opportunity to like rewrite some of your expectations, yeah. and some of them might even be lessened. Like who knows? Again, exactly. dude, it's all subjective. You it might is. hate how might the hate, film yeah, who knows? shortened and paced. You're like, well, I like those moments that were yeah, longer yeah. before. Like you yeah. never know, man. Yeah, because like again, for me, and and I think that's what we were all saying too. Again, like. Is like we want to know more about the mother and the and I feel like we didn't get much and the family yeah. background in general. Like I think like I love the cold open ideas. I do, but hey, what do you mean by cold open ideas? Cold open is what you guys did in the beginning. Cold open, like the first fifteen minutes is a cold open. Yeah, and then you go into the like you ever see House or um, any show like Law and Order. Oh yeah, that yeah, has yeah. This cold oh, open I see. I see. I, I'm sorry, I understand. Yeah, okay. yeah um, that's what cold open is. Um, I love cold open. Like Office, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so 
what you kind of go into the the hospital right away. Yeah. I wish we kind of met the family a little bit first in a sense of like who they are, maybe a little bit more background about that. Like I, I think I want to see more also of the little girls. And because the thing is too, like They're our favorite. <laughs> the, the thing about that is like what we but we kind of saw the theme in the string of that is like why do the girls like, like we've got this thing where the girls don't really care about the mother that much. And also like the older sister talks to, to the fa- spoilers talks to the father, but like we kind of didn't understand like when she started doing that, why she started doing that. There's a few things that were like story. That's why I talk about story, like longer, shorter in, in that yeah. regard. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if you guys want a rebuttal on that or anything of that. Yeah, nature. No, I'd say, I'd say that, I'll I'll have to take the the ropes on this because yeah, yeah. I'm the writer I was, I was of the script. I wrote the script. Um, it, it's funny because <laughs> I don't want to sound cocky, but I, I would urge you when the release copy comes out and there's a little less of those issues that I'm sure were jarring to you before that will allow you to kind of go refocus in on certain moments because I think something that I really take pride in from what we pulled off from home is that it's a film that was always meant to be the opposite of a spoon feed. Yeah. It was always meant to be a film that made you feel like you were getting either just enough information or just under. And I think that there's a lot of nuances in the script and a lot of things that we make the characters play out with their relationships that tell you pieces of that story. And just to give you an example, mm-hmm. I think, you know, um, seeing how Sydney in her young stages is youthful, fun, exuberant, there for her sister. She's got all these strong traits in her childhood. Yeah. But as she's gotten older, she's dressed in dark clothing. She's kind of lost mm-hmm. that sense of of happiness. And the only one that she's really attentive to in the household is Maya. I think all of that comes from the understanding through the flashbacks in the movie. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Um, that Maya has always gotten the shit end of the stick mm-hmm. in the relationship with her mother. She's always been the one that the mom tried to prep for the big day that she knew that secrets were going to hit the fan and she wanted to make sure that she kept her daughters and sydney was always the one who was speaking out about you know what she believed was even true with this book what she believed was even true with her life um and i think i think a lot of those answers are in the film they're just maybe not there in the way that i think other films with a longer runtime or a higher budget would choose to do them. Yeah. We just wanted to make life feel real. That was always the point of home. It's about moments. It's about honesty. Yeah. So we have these real human moments that might not feel that dramatic. They might not feel film-esque. But they, in our eyes at least, and this is, again, the bias of being yeah. a fucking filmmaker, those, those tones come out in very subtle ways that we hope our audience is able to susceptibly see when they watch the movie if they're able to get into that Zen place where you're in the story and really listening to every word, but not saying that you did it. Yeah. I'm just saying that I watched it twice. Motherfucker. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Don't, no one's like, adding you. Mo. What happens if you, if you just started bawling? Like, I can't believe John would give a story. <laughs> of I would be like, wow, this really ha- this My worst nightmare happened. <laughs> I'm like, my worst fear actually happened. <laughs> I was like, Oh my God. Someone's going to walk out today. I'm gonna, like, it was like, Oh my god! How how are they like? How are they gonna take it? How are, like? Are you nervous? Are you scared? Like, are you gonna be okay by yourself with two people in the house? I'm like, yeah, I, I, they're they're very uh very open and honest about it. And I think I think having an open dialogue is like the best the best yeah, medicine absolutely. to the whole thing. So again, it's through my eyes. That's I'm, what I'm you think, dude. Watch your Yelp page, yeah. though. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God I have a Yelp page. I'm not a restaurant, dude. <laughs> Apple reviews. Oh. Apple reviews. Oh, 
Oh, yeah, Apple reviews, yeah. I got you, man. Well, you got seven. <laughs> That's so, it's so fascinating because, um, you know, uh, yeah. when I was working as, as a DP, and, we, you know, I was reading through the script with Roman, and I, and I say this time and time again, and it, does, it, still, it still kind of shocks me. Because um, I, I, saw, I saw a story mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Yeah. I read the script over and over and over again. Months on end, yeah. we were yeah. breaking that script down. And, yeah. And really getting our budget sheets right. Yeah. And I, I, like, I liked it. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, it's got great moments. Yeah. You know, it's got those moments. I see it. And the weird thing is, it really wasn't until I was in the editing, getting to pieces. Um, and again, like, I could go on and on about how on set, there were all these, all the behind the scenes setbacks that we had. Like I remember one time our, our fridge went out and then our onset <laughs> chef had to figure out, like, oh, fuck, now we got to go to we Walmart. Had a, yeah, we had like four days oh worth my. of cast food. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, because we had an onset chef cooking three meals a day. So everyone was fed. That was a part of contract. And uh, the fucking fridge went out. Yeah. All this meat and all this. Oh, my God. It was yeah. a nightmare, dude. And, <laughs> I, you know, but in a nutshell, what I'm trying yeah. to say is that it wasn't until working this 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 film to death to death to death and then finally in the editing room i saw like the the beauty of it which is you know to me and again this is just from my biased perspective that the beauty of this film is that it completely converts expectations to where hopefully our audience and super spoilers um is thinking oh i know what this film is leading it's leading into who who this mystery man that's haunting us? But yeah. that, that was never that was never intended to be but, see, the uh, twist. You know what's funny? What I realized yesterday too is like we because we talked about this is like so if you at the ending spoilers. Um, what was it when you find out she went to a vegetative state? Is when the husband comes back is possessed her. But what doesn't make sense to me? Maybe you guys can explain this and clarify this. Yeah. Is that when they're in the hospital and Sydney goes outside and sees that mystery man? How is she seeing the mystery man if her mom's in a vegetative state still? So um, that scene is – see, that's one of my favorites. I, th- I hope that this gives point now that I can explain this to you, like how we subtly give all these answers in the movie. And yeah. there's a lot of things that might be confusing unless you give it another watch through. That We call that the dream sequence. Okay. And the reason why we, we think there's so much fear behind that scene is because you don't know whose dream you're in. Uh, we go through two layers before you find out who's actually having the dream. So. We do notice Sydney go to sleep watching yeah. TV. She wakes up and Maya's missing. We go through this sequence where the mystery man is chasing. Yeah. When she comes back in the room, and Maya opens. Sydney is actually Maya watching Sydney sleeping. So you think Maya's the one that fell asleep. But if you actually pay attention to what happens Wait, next, what? Wait, hold on. Maya enters the room. Yeah, Maya enters the room and Sydney's sleeping. And Sydney's sleeping, but Sydney was the one in the hallway. Yeah. So we've, we've, we've seemingly dream hopped. Gotcha. But then Catherine's actually the one that wakes up. So she was the one having the dream the whole time. So you inceptioned it, us. It was, Robert, okay. it was Robert's way of getting in Catherine's head and showing her exactly how this film was going to end when it started. Okay. That Maya was going to be the one to lose her life. Mm-hmm. Sydney was going to be there helpless. And that Catherine was going to. And you'll notice she's in this state of wide-eyed terror watching Maya get murdered. It all is just a foreshadow to what happens. It's a, it's a sequence that's made to really fuck with you in terms yeah. of whose dream and whose fucking perspective were we just in. Yeah, and that it, confusion it, it, is, is necessary because we're telling you the story right here, but we know it's told in such a confusing way that 
you're not even going to know how that's relative to the end of the movie mm. until you've either rewatched the movie or if you remember that sequence and kind of piece it together by by the third act. Of and the I didn't like actually piece that together at all because it kind of it just it just threw me for a loop in that regard because it just went boom 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 and I'm like wait what the fuck it again like now that you explain it to me it makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, that, that I'm like now now I get it. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. For so us. hopefully, when you see the release copy yeah. and you rewatch that sequence, maybe you'll find some new uh, some new cool nuances. Yeah. In it, but. So I mean, that's always a plus. Like always look for those Easter eggs and shit like that Absolutely. too. Absolutely. And Edgar Edgar's a huge advocate and fan for mm. for going on YouTube and watching ending explains yeah. or yeah. film breakdown explains or scene breakdowns. You know what I mean? Like I've yeah. I've noticed he does that a lot. I used to hate that. I really did, <laughs> but I've grown to appreciate films that push the boundaries for how much information you should give, how much you should leave to interpretation, and then kind of let people who really understand the movie break their theories down. There is a, there is a powerful yeah. presence to that. So I, I, I am glad that we have a film that has that kind of possibility where hopefully people have these conversations after they watch it and be like, hey, what, what the fuck yeah. did that dream sequence mean? That shit was whack. And someone else is like, Dude, it was Catherine's dream. Like you didn't get like yeah, those are yeah, the types absolutely. of conversations I hope absolutely. that the film provokes. The people that don't like it, the people that do, kind of come together and help teach each other things about the movie. That's yeah. that's kind of what we're hoping. Because sometimes fan theories are better yeah. than you know, filmmakers' theories. What what they were thinking in their head. Yeah. Some I've heard some things. I'm like, wow, yeah. What, what that's have you totally heard? What we someone uh, told me that they didn't even think the daughters existed. You know, I thought that the first time <laughs> I was watching that, I thought uh, Maya was not real for a second, and then like when I saw. Um, your character, your cameo. Spoilers. Uh, now, <laughs> yes. oh, okay, it is real. Then that's actually what I thought for the first about thirty minutes of the movie. When yeah. I was, or when we got to the part where you start learning about the the book, and I was like, is she not real? Like, is this gonna end up like that? And then it threw and it threw me off. And like, you know, spoilers. Nothing happens. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thank you, John. You're welcome. I had, I had to try to I had to try to save one for you. I appreciate that. <laughs> no problem. Um. I'm really enjoying this a lot, you know. Now that, like now that we're like you know, dissecting we, the we, film. We also, we're talking about there's. We felt that there was no really conflict too with the sisters until the end for like hot, a hot minute. But there wasn't like anything where like, and this was like late last night too. So I like went into bed right after this. So I wrote down notes, jogging, uh, you know, quickly, I'm trying to remember a little bit. Uh, there's no conflict with the sisters because like you know, they don't really mention the mother. And they don't really like. It's like they don't give a shit about the like. Sydney doesn't give a shit about the mother. Sydney doesn't. Maya yeah. really does though. And I think that half of it is her fear of losing her mom, but really the bigger half is that she's just like her mom. Who's who? Maya, right? Maya is very. You'll you'll notice in the film she asks a lot. You yeah. know, do you think we're crazy? Do you think yeah. that? Do you think she's making it up? Are we making it up just like her? And then she starts getting defensive as those realities start to prove more true with the supernatural circumstances that happen yeah. in the home she starts getting really upset and defensive about the the idea of mental health so um yeah i think that they're both vastly different characters on how they feel about the mom and that was always the the point um and i think ultimately it's a film about you know the relationships within family and i yeah. i love the, the relationship of the sisters i think the point is for them to not really have tension because they think it's such an innocent mm -hmm. A pure relationship until they realize even that relationship has its own crack. Yeah, it's not yeah. until that has the nothing end. to do with them. Yeah, right. Like minus the book, right? I mean, in some sense, I don't know. Like obviously, it's it's yeah. even I have my own opinions of it, and you're the writer, dude. But to <laughs> me, my interpretation is like, 
you know, yeah. Sydney does kind of did line keep something from and this she, relationship that's supposed and to be. And that kind of is a bad way to end their relationship right before the inevitable end. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is, I think, why we added that minor conflict yeah. at the tail end because it's almost that it's almost that theme of watch how you treat people yeah. at any given moment because you never know when it's going to be their last. Yeah. Uh, ending on a secret was what we thought would have been the most hurtful thing between the two of them because they had a very honest relationship. Let me ask you this. Uh, how old is Sydney when her father dies? Um... If if I, I recall correctly, the way that we wrote it in the universe is she was three years old. Okay. She was, well, actually, she was two going on three. By the time Maya was born, she was three. Okay. Um, but two. Two when the catastrophic moment happens and the third act. Gotcha. I'm trying to keep certain spoilers out yeah, for snippets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, understandable. Uh, but understandable. when the catastrophic moment happens, I think that is when we assume that home was, home was written and released within a year of that circumstance. Yeah. And by the time uh, Maya was one, uh, Sydney was going on three or four. Gotcha. Uh, you want to know my least favorite favorite scene? Actually, tell me the talk show. Okay. <laughs> now, if the talk show wasn't in it, do you think you would have gotten as much understanding about the book as you did for the rest of it, or would that have not mattered to you? I think it would have not mattered, maybe to me, or the talk show. I I don't know. That talk show just seemed off. Like it, there was something about it that I was like. It's not really doing anything for me. I think, like I, like I said, I watched it twice, and I think if that talk show gave me a little bit more exposition about who they are, and like, because it's like they just paint this picture of her being a perfect mother. Like, if you just change it to like maybe a flashback or something like that about the girls' home life as younger kids or whatever it was, I think that would be more um, impactful than the talk show. And like, even in if I was if if this was my scenario of me doing this, like the cold open of how you guys did that. I would say like it ends her in the vegetarian ends with the whole um, heart attack and then it goes straight to the talk show and the, and the news thing. So like after your opening credits, it go with the talk show or the news segment or the talk show, sorry. And then the news section. And then it goes to all that stuff after that. I think that would have maybe worked a little bit better. From an editing standpoint. In, from, flow. from an editing. Yeah. For okay. flow. Sorry. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my opinion. Cool. Yeah. It's uh, it actually wasn't in the original script. That's that sequence. Um, we when we had our work in progress screening a yeah. year and four months ago at the Palms. Holy shit! It's been that long. Yeah, wow. we had we had five hundred people show up, and with pieces of paper that you couldn't even write your fucking name on. Yeah, just brutally honest checklist yeah. questions. We wrote that scene based on a culmination of of I'd say twenty five percent of reviews, which was a, an important number yeah. I think in the grand scheme of oh, things. Oh yeah, definitely. That people said. I wish there was just a little more about the book so I wasn't so confused on what it is. And we ended up writing the True Talk sequence, shooting that in Vegas. We found a way to merge it into the movie. So a lot of that had kind of happened in the post room, which is why it doesn't almost entirely feel in place. But we felt, and I still feel like it's a necessary component because I feel like if it wasn't there, as much as you don't like or appreciate that scene, I don't think... It's one of my favorite scenes in the movie either. Okay. But I think that it's one of the hot few take. scenes that... That's a hot take right yeah, there. It, it's not one of my favorite either. It's just, it, because it wasn't in my original vision. Yeah. That's why it's not my favorite. I, I wrote it because I wanted to appease a little bit of public standpoint yeah. because I wanted to always keep 90% of my vision, but I have to understand can't leave that the audience completely. Yeah, in the, the audience needs what they're looking for so this can be a successful launch. I mean, you know, yeah. we don't want to piss everyone off. Yeah, so. no, If I can add to that real Go quick. Go ahead. Um, 
and this is is weird, man, because again, like it, it didn't feel like it was part of my movie until the editing room, honestly. So like I've 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 if you had asked me my opinions on the movie for yeah. when I was DP, I would have a, a different response than I would have now. Well, what would your um, DP response be if I may ask? I would say yeah, like, I'd watch your fucking words. I'd, yeah. be, <laughs> I'd be like, you know, man. I think I wouldn't speak on it as much. I I just like yeah, you know, I think it's I think it's got great moments. Um but I I wouldn't understand the story enough to kind of be an, to be an advocate for the subtleties of it. Yeah. So so let me let me now add my little subtleties of why I like that scene. Mm. I like it because it establishes who Catherine Wells is within this tiny town. She it's all about it's also a film about perception, yeah. not only within the family but how the whole entire town perceives them. Because Abby's always had this, uh, sorry, Catherine, there's that pressure within the household, too, to maintain that. Yeah. To like, hey, we're this perfect little family, you know? Yeah. But even even at the book signing, it kind of shows that a little bit better than I think the oh, Yeah, fair. That's fair. And, the, yeah, that's and fair. again, like the bookstore was an, an OG scene. That was yeah. always the purpose of that bookstore sequence was to show how important the book was. Yeah. I think what the audience wasn't getting from that scene. Robert. Was like how was Robert's involvement in the book, and what is yeah. how does Holmes' memoir revolve around his passing? Because that's something you know. Ultimately, that, that becomes a huge portion of the plot yeah, yeah. by Act Three, and the the bookstore sequence didn't do it. So I agree with you, man. I think there's other ways we could have gone about it yeah. if we had figured it out before we shot the movie. I think we could have come up with some different, maybe more. Um, in tune with the film ways to add that in, but yeah, definitely, uh, I appreciate you saying. And, and and bringing up that sequence because it's a it's a unique portion of the film that I think is worth conversation. If you don't mind me asking, John, what yeah. is your most favorite? What is your most favorite scene? Is that an English? Don't I say think most favorite scene, most rewatchable scene. What's yeah. your favorite scene? Yeah. Would be the proper. <laughs> what's your favorite most, scary movie? What's your most, most best favorite? favorite? <laughs> um, I have to say, like I said, the the one takes are my favorite. I've seen. Um, those are the best ones. I think. Those two one takes Thank are you. I phenomenal. Think that, that's where the film shines. Yeah, the film well. shines. It's it's shot be- like I said, it's shot beautifully. Like it's like watching on the Samsung. T- I watched it downstairs on that Samsung, and I watched it over here. So it it holds, it holds to it for what it is. And like, what you guys shot on what G sevens? Yeah. Right, looks fucking phenomenal. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm like yeah, that like, UHD 4K really fucking yeah, shined on. It those really spots. did shine actually. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, those those shots were really good. Um. Again, it's also preference. Again, like color correction, that's what I didn't like. You know, what I mean, I'll be honest about that shit. Um, and also, I think here's a question. You probably don't want to spoil this, but let me ask you this: Why was she in the hospital to begin with? I'll, I don't mind telling you this. Yeah. Uh, there's a definitive answer, and and is it in the actual final cut that we are going to no, see? Or no, I I think that uh, that's always something that I wanted, and we did this in Daddy. They suddenly talk about it, don't they? In the, in the they suddenly room? talk about it happening. Well, the waiting room isn't in the release copy. Anyways, uh, the waiting room isn't in the copy he saw either. Yeah. It was in Festival V1. He was in Festival V2. There's been a lot of cuts of this yeah. movie. There's like at least five deleted there's, scenes. There's always fucking like 20 different cuts of yeah, things. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a movie that's changed a lot over time. But um, it's something that I wanted to leave open-ended to how the audience wanted to perceive it from what we tell them in the movie. But also, I wanted to know in my heart that I knew... Bear is upset by this conversation. So I always, we always knew and we discussed right off the bat what the answer to this was. But it was never, that was one of the things I most didn't want to spoon feed the audience. Mm. Is that she is slowly, unintentionally killing herself. Um, from all the stress of bottling in this I don't think Bear liked that at all. I heard him bark about yeah, that. he's not, 
not happy with yeah. that. Um, the stress was taking her heart out. Gotcha. Um, and, and the reason the doctors couldn't pinpoint it is because it, it really is only explainable as anxiety, but she takes herself to this, this point of she, she knows what she did. Mm. She knows that all of this fame was revolvent around this, this yeah. revealed task in the third act. And she knows that her two daughters have different opinions of her, and she still has to upkeep that image both in public and in home because they also don't know the truth regardless of how they feel about her. Mm. So I think that this culmination of where her life was, I mean, she's it, it, it's been 15 years since Home's come out. Yeah, She never had to even release another book because it was just that popular mm-hmm. that she's lived in this story. Spoiler alert, she's lived in this lie that at the very start of the film, we're catching her in her peak of trying to play this character and she is fumbling. Like she cannot play this character. And it's interesting because as an audience member, you've never seen her play this character at the first act of the film. So you just see this woman who's crumbling, which is why we told it that way. We wanted to show in act two, her pulling herself out of it. And it's assumedly what she's always done in her career is when she gets in her dark places, she remembers this is a character. Kathy's a character. But isn't that from the possession though of, of Mike? Right. I don't think always. I think that sometimes it's her anticipating his re-arrival, his repossession, um, knowing that he's going to fuck something up for her as he does throughout the entire story, um, and her trying to overplay that character to the best of her ability so she can just... and it's kind of fascinating. It's kind of fascinating too. I'm sorry to cut you off no, on that, okay. but like it's fascinating because you, how you mentioned that at the end of the movie, when we see that flashback of you know when um, Cindy's in the room where she sees she's watching, she's watching the whole thing un- yeah. unravel. You see this very different um, Catherine, the Catherine that you don't see now. So I, it's like a, a very slow burn in that regard to yeah. like Catherine unraveling. It's like. Every year, you know, so I, it's like a, a very slow burn in that regard to yeah. like Catherine unraveling. It's like every year, you know, for even though it's 15 years, every year slowly killing her in that. Absolutely. Then, I guess. Just losing herself in this character. Yeah. And this character is actually taking her yeah. own life without her knowing it. She kind of went too hard on method acting. Yeah. <laughs> and, and ultimately, man, that's honestly the best way to explain it. Okay. She, she kind of spent her life method acting this character and she's losing herself and she's losing her sense of control and Mm -hmm. she knows it's all going to crumble i mean it's the pieces are in front of her that everything she's worked for to get to this point will soon cease to exist gotcha um i blanked out another question i had for you because of goddamn bear goddamn barrel baskets you damn bitch barrel baskets (laughs) (laughs) i heard she got eliminated from that i i I have not watched sorry spoiler alert jesus (laughs) that's the big spoiler alert (laughs) <laughs> I've been calling for Barrel Baskin since I watched fucking Tiger King. <laughs> I still haven't seen Great it. Great show. It, it's good. You should watch it. Um, give me a review on the sparkling ice while I yeah while absolutely. I look for, uh... Um, so it's it's good. Uh, it's it's good. Um, you know, there's so there's one big reason, and has nothing to do with like, it's it's purely preference at this point. The only reason I don't like this over Lacroix is because. It's using that. It uses that artificial sweetener that isn't sugar, mm. and that's. And I, and I realized as soon as it, as soon as it said zero Is it sugar, not sucralose. Yeah, I, I think so. I don't know what that ingredient's called, but I think it's the same. 
used for like the diet coke it's or the got coke super zero. Lose, yeah. It's oh just, shit! I, I've never liked that that well, sugary not, taste. I'm trying not to drink sugar, and I'm like, God damn yeah. it! Thank you, you know, for pointing it out to not, me. Not to fuck your life up, but I would avoid sucralose at all costs, just because it's it actually processes in your body slower than sugar. No wonder and why it I'm also fat. slows your metabolism down <laughs> after of, off of immediate impact in the bloodstream. It's a metabolism slower. Um, and, shit. and yeah, sucralose is the worst <laughs> alternative to, to sugar. Well, thank you for saving my life. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I'm sure this is like, this is healthier than soda. Yeah. I'm sure. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm no health expert, but, yeah. um, yeah, that's the only reason, but I, I You're love a filmmaker. That's I love, what you are. Yeah. Erythritol. I love the carbonated feel, man. <laughs> Just so you know, erythritol is one of the best artificial sweeteners. Not that you should live your life by it, but in terms of like what your body can process, because okay. it comes out in the kidneys. You piss that shit out. Oh. Um, it, it's a different process than sucralose. Well, shit, I gotta look for like uh, Gatorade Zero. Has been drinking that shit lately a lot. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's does that have sucralose in it? I bet. Oh, fuck me. Oh, man. Oh, that's why I like, like, dude. Even with the, the when I rarely drink soda, yeah. the only thing I drink is Sprite. Yeah. And I water it down because okay. it's too sweet for me, man. I don't know why. I used to love soda. Understandable. But no, I used to I used to drink two liters of soda a day, so I know exactly where that oh, that is for tasting a sugary beverage, bro. Yeah. I, it's embedded in my soul, oh, so trust me when I say. I know. I, I'm I trying to cut that. down the sugars and stuff like that. It's but dude, hard. It's it really is. It really is, and I hate flavored. Like I hate like putting lemon or lime in the water. It's it's not the same thing. It's not, and it's so stupid. I think it's stupid. I, but, the, <laughs> but um, hashtag oh. John freaks out over lemon water. <laughs> here's here's a question that we have. Why do they want to leave Reno? Um, you know, I wrote that based on my own life. Actually, there was a time in okay. life where I felt like. I had no other option but to leave, whether it was going to be for a short amount of time or the rest of my life. I had to leave my hometown to find myself. Um, my mother had passed away, and I just felt like I needed to go. Yeah. You know? Like, I, I just needed to... You remember, man. We, I, I stayed oh, in yeah, LA. Oh, yeah, yeah. You were out in LA. That's actually when we wrote Daddy Loves Me was out in LA. Yes, I remember you guys telling me this story, actually. Yeah, yeah. And then when I had kind of found myself and, and really kind of discovered who I was as a person, I, I found my way back to Vegas found a new appreciation for the city I was raised in again. And, you know, I've been here ever since. But yeah. I think Reno, it was it was less about going to Vegas, like, oh, that's a great place to live. And yeah. it was more like, it's just next door. Like, yeah. let's just fucking, you've always wanted to go somewhere warm. Yeah. Vegas is, it's eight hours yeah. away. It's an hour away via plane. I'm going to get it for you for your birthday. Just yeah. graduate. Let's get out of here. Say goodbye to your friends. I think it was just this idea of like, it's so easy. Like, let's just go. We don't have to deal with mom anymore. Yeah. Like we've been dealing with this our whole lives and it's hitting a new low. Like this is just too much. And, and I think it was less the idea of Vegas and it was, it was less Vegas and more the idea of Vegas and what it can do for yeah. the two of them. That's well, I mean, I didn't expect, I wasn't expecting Vegas. I've met in general, like why do they want to leave Reno and Je that's all I was trying yeah. to find. Um, but the question for you on this, is this a goof or is this what the airport is? WF it said, is that, Edgar, you you're the one yeah. who made the editing choice this. for WF. So what yeah. was your thought process? So you're talking there? about the so you're talking about that shot. Well, show the ticket. Okay. It says okay. WF on it. It says WF to I see. Now he wanted to make up. I'm like Wake Forest. He wanted Washington. to make up a place. I remember oh, that of where they live. Of where of they're, where they're yeah. from. Hmm, yeah, because they never say they're in Reno. Yeah, right? yeah. he wanted never to say make up a Reno. place. Yeah. I, I at this point, man, I can't tell you why that choice was made, <laughs> I like, and I can't even tell you what the WF was yeah. for. Because I was like Wake Forest West Falls or something. Yeah. I just know it was something that 
when we had screened and tested the film, we never got any negative feedback on, so I, we just decided just, not to change it. But how dare dude, you? I worked so hard. On I that. also don't fucking know. You know what I mean? Like West Fuckville, for all I know. Like who knows where they came from? I swear to God, it'll be an unsolved mystery for the I remainder spent of hours season. designing that. Damn it. <laughs> You son of a bitch. No. So, yeah, man, I'm sorry that we'll never know that answer. Yeah, that's no, it's, it's I all don't good. even know that answer, man. It's, yeah, all, it's all good. He's the one that designed that. So, so, so we'll say that that's a goof, I guess. Yeah, that? that's a goof for sure. <laughs> Intentional goof. So, all right, here's here's two more questions for you guys. One, are you going to release the delete scenes on YouTube, or is that going to be with the premiere of the movie? Uh, we, we have some upsells um, for the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're selling the film at an ultra low cost. I think we'll save that for the end of the podcast, yeah. though. Um, it's always been the vision to try something new with the way that we've been marketing this. And yeah. so far our tests have proven that I, th- I think this is going to be a pretty successful campaign for us, but, um, we do plan on in coming months for people that have purchased the film, retargeting them with some really cool things that could bring them back into the film for another watch, uh, including or not including deleted scenes, director commentary, okay. a documentary that we kind of have, you know, Potentially physical props? Question mark. Oh, physical. Pro- okay, that's cool. <laughs> exclamation point. Yeah, we have a exclamation point. Question mark. Yeah, I'll, I I don't even mind talking about that now. You, yeah, you okay? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the books that were in the film, even signed by Catherine okay. at the bookstore, oh, all wow. of those will be available for sale. They have the prop pages that are used in the movie when Sydney is writing in it as a journal in oh, her cool. youth. But it's also the other pages, the spoof pages, are the script. So yeah. the book is actually the script of the movie with 10 prop scenes that we used for close-ups when we shot the film. Oh, cool. Um, and we're actually selling those signed by Catherine Wells and, and signed by the entire uh, crew on the inside, the entire executive crew. Um, so we have a lot of cool shit. It won't be available on launch day because yeah. we first want to uh, – we want to take the – I can't. I hate going. Keep going back to gaming because I sound day like such one, a nerd. You don't want that day one it's, shit. It's we want just like a gamer, like Last of Us Two did. I think Last yeah. of Us Two did a beautiful approach. Shut up! Don't don't make that face. It's the best game ever made. They had a beautiful approach where they have still to this day held yeah. off on releasing multiplayer for the game, even though it's coming and has been promised since day one because they wanted people to beat the fucking game before they go to multiplayer. Like. Play the 45-hour campaign. I haven't said anything. I don't know why you're looking at me. I haven't said anything. I've been quiet this whole time. I, I wasn't really scolding you. I don't know oh, why you, you feel offended. That's why scolding. That's why I'm concerned about I you right now. I feel offended by both of you talking about Last of Us 2 because I had never played I, the first or second one. Oh, I just p- finished please the do. first one. The first one was very good, actually. I didn't enjoy it at first. It's like home. I didn't enjoy it at first, and then gradually, like as I, as I played more and more, like, damn, this you is a really good vision. game. Yeah, I'm like... That's why I kind of relate. Okay, you threw me... You totally threw me off for a second because it's like home. I thought you didn't like home for a second. It's not that I just didn't understand it, and it was it was not what I was expecting. Yeah. Okay. I think that's yeah. the biggest thing. He didn't understand thing. it. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't think we got into the editing room, yeah. he was always knew he was going to have to take the backseat because yeah. he was like, I don't necessarily know if your vision is entirely in my head. Like He yeah. did his best as DP to give me his passion, mm-hmm. his creativity, and merge it with what I needed because we had very thorough conversations oh, on yeah. how all yeah. these yeah. scenes were going to be you shot. remember the fight we had about the light of the hallway Dude, scene? we had a big blowout. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, about tell me about it. Uh, <laughs> In the in one of your favorite sequences, which is the one take hallway scene, yeah. we did fifteen takes of that. It was a very okay. long night of just nailing that sequence down, but it was a dream. We needed it to be in one yeah. take. And uh, dude, we were so behind. Our AD was yeah. and Antonio did a wonderful job as AD man, and he was really trying to like meddle our expectations and, and let us know how much time we have yeah. before people are going into you know overtime and they have to go home and go to sleep. Um, yeah, we just had a blowout where I'm like, dude, we just need to fucking shoot it, like. Yeah. 
I get that you want to be a great DP right now, and I'm thankful because you're my DP, and I want you to do the best job. But I also yeah. need you to just fucking shoot this thing. And yeah. we blew up, dude, in front of. He's like, "Well, what, dude? You you, you want to hire me because you want me to do my lighting designs uh, that you yeah, take, yeah. but you don't want me to like have the tools, dude. Like, we're just and yeah, I, yeah. I, we looked at each other. I said, "Look, man, it's okay. I respect you that yeah. you fought. I I hope we have a mutual respect that this happened." Let's just calm down, take 10 more minutes, get it done, yeah. let's nail it. And we did. We added lights in. We had a lot more moonlighting. Yeah. We added in the blue tones in the in the window, which is my favorite part of the sequence, and the orange street light yeah. when she's peeking out to the entrance. Oh, so yeah, yeah. we needed that shit to work. Um, but, yeah, those blowouts were all worth it. So I, I think, think that's just part of the process, too. Yeah. You know, it's part of the process, man. It's, and I think I'm grateful because we worked for so many years. We know how we work. Okay. Yeah. Ride the way. We, it, we wouldn't argue if you weren't passionate. That's yeah. what I think. It's ebbs and flows. That's what life is. Yeah. Right? So bringing it back to why we had that conversation, I think what Edgar's trying to say is that he didn't necessarily fully understand home, and that was okay, because me as a director, I knew that my faith and understanding the vision was going to carry it as long as my team supported me, Yeah, at which they did to the fullest extent, and it came together. So that was fine. I just think that like The Last of Us, and it's the reason I even bring up the comparison of what they did is, it was always a game and a story that was known that people might not love it off the bat. They need to get. They need to give it a chance to understand it. I feel the way you were saying that was totally directed to Edgar. <laughs> no. I didn't think you were. I didn't think you were. Dude, I don't know why everyone in this room is interpreting my conversations differently. This is. It's very hard to get this segment out without someone getting offended. Trigger warning to everyone listening at home. Funny, it was 2020. Man. I think Last of Us, more specifically Last of Us Part Two, yeah. was a game that people, the the developers, Neil Druckmann knew that it was not going to be necessarily loved immediately and revered by some, but the ones that really dove down to understand it were going to love it, and that's yeah. what we always hoped Home will be. And Edgar ended up having that aha moment in post where he's like dude, this all makes sense. Like, oh yeah. my God, this is why this was all pieced together this way. This is why we shot this this yeah. way. Like, yeah. he had that I aha. even added, I even was making like suggestions like, dude, what if we take it a step further? And, and yeah. some of them, Adrian was like, yeah, let's fucking do it. Yeah. We were pushing the envelope in the editing room, which was awesome. Right. So, like Last of Us 2, we want people to watch the movie right off the bat. Mm -hmm. That's all that's going to be available day one is the movie. If you want to continue supporting us mm -hmm. um, through our funnel, we will get back at you yeah. in coming weeks after your purchase, and we will show you more ways to get involved and help support us because we do have three projects that are you know ready to start being produced, yeah. and we hope to get those off the bat in the next 12 to 18 months. Awesome. So you know, people support and people you know spending the low fees that we've had, and we've fought really hard to keep every fee for this film low. Um, will just help us get back on the drawing board, learn from everything we've we've yeah. made mistakes with with this film, and just bring people better content that will hopefully do bigger and better things as we continue to grow in our careers. I, I and I agree with you on that too. Like keeping that low fee, especially for your first feature, is always a plus because the thing is, no one knows who that you guys are, and, and that in that regard, because if they come across and it's like twenty bucks to watch this film, like no like, one's no one's gonna watch that. You might Why get not? a few people, but yeah. your movie's gonna make a hundred bucks. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right? it's gonna be your mom and dad. Yeah, it's like your mom, your dad, your cousin, maybe your brother, or sister, whoever it is. You know, then all of a sudden you're like, why? Why did I want to make a hundred bucks? Oh yeah, because I priced it twenty dollars. Like. Like, I, I mean, we'll talk about the pricing in a bit, but like you can do like if you have cheap, ultra cheap prices, like five bucks, you can do like a Black Friday sale for like two fifty if you felt like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can be like a renegade in that shit. Um, here's another question. Director's cut. Will there be a director's cut? Not within the first year. I don't I feel like you, I feel like people are getting the director's cut. I th yeah. I mean, I want to see it with the delete scenes. That's why I want. I want the whole kick caboodle. You know, I, I, I 
still have the original V1 work in progress. Okay. It's definitely the roughest in the post aspect, but if you want to see the original True Vision, I'd be happy to give you that copy okay. if you ever really truly want to experience yeah. it. That uh, that copy was an hour and 18 minutes. Okay. Um and yeah, it it I don't know, man. I'm happier with the film in its state it's in. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Like okay. as a director, that's why I I think he says that like this is the director's cut. Even though it's taken a lot of outside influence, yeah. even though it's taken a lot of changes over the two-year process, I'm most happy with the film in the state it's in right now. As long as you're happy. I'm just, so I'm this just, is I'm my curious. director's cut. All right. All right. My, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I wanted to say something fancy, like with the French accent, but I couldn't come up with anything in time. <laughs> my Tour de France, you know, but that's, that's biking. That has nothing to do with movies, but that's like what I was going for there. Just don't pull a Zack Snyder, man, all right? Yeah, we're going to do the four-hour re-release of Home. Oh my God. Uh, but to kind of no, uh, just don't do the Ridley Scott Blade Runner. I mean, that's oh, what you should say. Yeah, yeah. This is this is the director's cut. This is the unrated director's cut. This is the director's final ultimate cut. What the what? <laughs> Milking that cow, yeah. baby. I think for any viewer out there that gives our film a chance and enjoys it and is like John yeah. in wanting there to be more about Catherine and her backstory, I will tell you that the only thing we've explored in this universe and continuing in the next five years is. Um, a sequel that is revolvent around Catherine's childhood that directly leads into um, the ending of Home. Um, okay. Meaning the flashbacks and seeing how it all led to that chapter of her life. So, you know, th- it might not be the end for Home. It will definitely never be a trilogy. I mean, there, it really, the only sequel that we are passionate about creating, if we do create, would be helping you guys understand Catherine more because there is a lot behind her and we know a lot that you don't know as yeah. the audience about Catherine that we want to tell you. Um, but we'll kind of let we'll kind of let the viewers decide if that's a story worth us exploring over the next couple of years. I think that's a good idea. I'd like to know more about Catherine. I think she's a, she's an onion and we only peeled like one layer from yeah, her, I think. For sure. I don't think like, she has yeah. a lot of layers, man. Except yeah. for maybe the end scene. But that that would just be, you know, just a, that's just a, a a moment that we get. Yeah, that's the only thing I'd say. To yeah. peek through the curtains. Oh yeah, because I mean, like you said, uh, she she's killing herself slowly from all the remorse, I guess, of actually killing her husband. But she has no remorse when she does. Spoiler alert: kill both both uh, the lover and her husband. Correct. So it's like, well, so okay. you start to explore her mental disabilities, which is entirely what the sequel would be about. All right then. She she does have very specific mental disabilities that we've known since day one that we spoke with Abby about when we were doing our early rehearsals that we worked with on her character development. It was something we wanted her to just portray honestly. If people catch it, that's great. And if we ever get the chance to do a sequel, we'll really, I mean, it would it would be a two-hour feature, a much longer story that's just diving into her as a person and what led to the quick journey that is home. So it's definitely, it's definitely crossed our conversation. Awesome. I like this. I like this idea. I hope it, I hope it happens. Yeah, me too. Uh, now, I have no more questions. Is there any other things you want to add about the film that people should know besides pricing? Watch it. Watch it. All right, that's easy. Easy um, peasy. I just want people to know that home was always meant to be a quick, riveting conversation starting piece. It is a film we know not everyone will love. It's a film that we know some will absolutely love and support with us. Um, regardless, I want all of you to know the reason we even came on here with John is because we care about the honesty of how this film is perceived. We embrace everyone that hates it. We embrace everyone that loves it. We embrace the people who are on the fence. We embrace those that'll watch it 10 times. We embrace those that'll turn it off after 20 minutes. The fact that you're even giving our story a chance and, and 
even attempting to understand what we tried to do to 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 make home a genre defining horror film is exactly the reason we made it. So it's an hour of your time, guys. It really it really is fucking worth every second. Um, you know, at, at a sixty two minute final runtime, y- you really have nothing better to do this Halloween season than spend one hour supporting indie filmmakers that did nothing but try to push the boundaries for diversity, both on camera and off, push the boundaries for what even can be considered horror with lack of gore, lack of nudity, um, and lack of sexual energy, which is something that is a driving force in many horror films over the last five to ten years. And jump scares. And jump scares. Um, and and I think it's a unique experience whether you love it or not, and that uniqueness mm. has definitely earned your 62 minutes. So And... And I'm going to add this too, and this might sound like I'm sucking some dicks here, but um, <laughs> honestly, it's actually one of the better films of indie filmmaking in Las Vegas I've seen, to be completely honest with you guys. And I'm not saying that because I'm like... You're not bullshitting yeah, this. I'm not bullshitting. This is closing segment, right? Yeah, I'm not, no, I'm not bullshitting at all. Thanks, John. I, I'm being serious. Like I thought it was shot nicely. It had it has better moments than the other things I've seen in... Thank you, man. You know what I mean? That means a lot. So... I think everyone should give it the chance. If it's not your cup of tea, you should give it a chance anyway because you should support local filmmakers and indie filmmakers in general too. And even if you do, if you like it, review it. You know what I mean? Give Absolutely. your honest opinion because these guys here, again, came on the show to hear what I had to say as a viewer. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be a – I wasn't like bullshitting them the whole time. I was being honest with everything I had. Yeah. And they're going to take these notes that you're giving and they already did that with their first you know, review copy, the, the anonymous copies, I guess, or anonymous reviews, I should say. Yeah. And they took that to heart and they, they perfected their film to what they want. They need to see the vision for finally. So I think with you guys reviewing the film, you guys should, they'll take that as well and take it for their next Absolutely. film. Absolutely. And we'll have public reviews embedded on our page. So mm-hmm. people are free to leave star reviews or leave comment reviews. Um, yeah, just know that, just like John said, I mean, everything that you say will help us become better directional filmmakers on the next one when we shoot next year. And if there's things that you love about our content and things that you don't, it's only in your benefit to help us shape the things that you don't. So the things that you love shine harder in the next project we make. So it's more for you. So it's more for the people that are spending their time watching our content. And let me tell you, our films, the ones that we have in the works are darker. Yeah. Yeah. They're edgier. Definitely classier. Classier. (laughs) It's the rising again way, and I, I mean, we're, we want to push boundaries. And John, I really, really appreciate you saying that. You know, in in your own words, that we're setting a standard for for how indie films can look in Vegas, and that we've kind of we're kind of in an upper upper tier there because we've taken a lot of passion to not only reinventing what this horror film is, but reinventing what people expect from the indie field from our yeah. city. And I think it comes from our LA experience before we moved back. I think that I have to thank Hollywood a little bit for kind of teaching me the things that. In those earlier years, Vegas yeah. just wasn't doing at all. Mm-hmm. Granted, a lot of these crews have gotten a lot better and they've yeah. taken a lot more influences. But including us, too. Including yeah. us. Um, but yeah, we just want to learn how to continue to be a better crew because these upcoming projects, if you think this is worth your time. Then. Yeah. And, and even one more thing, too, is like, you know, take from what, you know, Daddy's Home, as I know it's a short, to what you guys have done now is probably a hundred times better, obviously. Oh, yeah. And you've also learned a lot from that as well, too. So again, guys... To listening to this, if you've seen that film, if you if they had, I don't know if you guys have released that one at all. Yeah, so if you go to facebook.com slash this is not your home, that's where you'll find all the updates about our film and how to purchase it day one. But 
Also, if you click on the videos tab, we have uh, Daddy Loves Me, the full 27-minute oh, original Daddy cut. No worries. Uh, the full original 27-minute cut that we actually ran in theaters uh, to a near-sold-out uh, screening in Vegas. 2015, right? 2015. And we also have two horror shorts that take place in the Conjuring universe that we shot uh, for a competition to help raise awareness for home, raise finances that ended up helping us get the money. And uh, all of the early work from Rising Again that led us to home is all on Facebook.com slash This Is Not Your Home. And we just had a new badass trailer drop. Although you guys are watching it Friday, it dropped this Monday, so check it out. You guys sent me that. It didn't work. The what? The teaser three or whatever, I think, or trailer three. I don't, don't know if I, I don't know if I sent it to you. Yeah, you did. Did I send it to you? I when? You did. This morning? No, you sent it to me uh, Sunday. You sent me two things Sunday, and like one of them didn't work. Edgar, what'd you send him? Yeah. I don't even know what I sent you, John. God, I can't. I well, can't. we have a new trailer that came out today, oh, so good. we'll send that to you. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell, uh, that's fine. We have three trailers now, guys. Go watch them. We have the sisters trailer. Uh, that way you guys can get introduced to the two yeah. sisters who are the core of the film. This one. I got sent this too. Oh, okay. I didn't mean to send you that oh. through VHX, which is why I revoked the access, because I wanted you to watch the movie. Gotcha. Those trailers, yes. So it wasn't my fault. It wasn't your fault. It was my <laughs> blaming, fault. Blaming the other guy. So we have the sisters trailer. We have the Catherine Wells trailer. Uh, two separate trailers to get you introduced to the main characters of the story. And as of today, we have our um, credential Laurel trailer, which shows you all the accolades that we gained um, and the... Um, a claim that we've gotten critically, which we've gotten some wonderful feedback from some yeah. critics, and we're definitely going to be using some of the wonderful feedback you've given us for our future trailers as well today. So awesome. Expect to see your name in quotes. Awesome. And uh, pricing, by the way. So the full release price is four ninety nine. Over the first three weeks, which is the Halloween season, yeah. there are a ton of ways to get 25% off that price, which is why we encourage everyone to go to facebook.com slash this is not your home. Because starting on the 15th, we're going to show you tons of ways you can get 25% off that $4.99 rate, which makes it even fucking cheaper and more of a steal. And we plan to introduce, starting November 1st, um, an ability to rent um, for a little bit lesser of a price. It's not substantial savings. We do recommend you buy it because you do get more perks. It's in that 4K quality. Um, but we have so many ways for you to watch the movie starting the 15th. Uh, we have a big push this October. We have small pushes through Thanksgiving season, but we're coming really back hard for Christmas season uh, as a winter horror film. So awesome. over the next three months, we're, I mean, we're all home. So if you're listening to this today, guys, that means it's available today. Buy home. <laughs> Buy home. You have two ways to uh, check out our movie, guys. Facebook.com slash this is not your home. Or you can go to this is not your home.com to go to the official website where the trailers are embedded. You can check out some of our BTS photos if you want to get excited about the behind-the-scenes process. And we redirect you straight to our two-click-buy process, which is as easy as clicking buy it now, putting in your card information, owning the film. Uh, you immediately support us. 100% of the profits go to our company into an account that is just being ready for um, our next project. So you're directly supporting the filmmakers that made this and helping us just get on, on to the next one. So thank you for you know any of your consideration and checking out our sites. It's all about This Is Not Your Home. Facebook, This Is Not Your Home, thisisnotyourhome.com. And, uh, I mean, yeah, buy the movie, please. <laughs> and, and also, four ninety nine is literally a, a fucking cup of coffee nowadays. It's a cup so, of coffee. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, we, we anticipate that some people will spend five bucks on the movie, ten bucks to go get some food, ten, fifteen on some pizza, and honestly, this is cheaper than watching fucking Mulan, guys. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. You, I mean, you're spending $30 on Mulan plus your $12 Disney Plus. I'm going to go on a rant right now. Uh, Fuck it's Disney. It's $6.99, yeah. actually. Unless, unless he has the bundle. 
Let him, let him, let him speak. And you're enjoying Hulu and ESPN you, Plus. If you want nine. Disney, you want Hulu. And and ESPN Plus, too. I and ESPN say. Plus for the sports lovers. I, I Notice how neither of us mentioned ESPN any of those I'm, times. I'm sorry. We just don't watch yeah, Oh, my God. Have you, I mean, I'm, not, I, I'm a fan of sports, but have you watched the 30 for 30s? They're great. Oh, they're great, magnificent. Yeah. And they're all docs, on ESPN man. Plus. Disney, if you want to sponsor this No thing. way. Okay, dude. Yeah. You might have earned me at least getting yeah. a month or two of Disney Plus just so I could run through the 30 for 30s because they're beautiful and, documentaries. And the first volume, actually, you know how Fry's is like slowly shrinking? <laughs> Yeah, um, don't talk about so, it, dude. I'm tearing up already. <laughs> the um, uh, 30 for 30, volume one's like 10 bucks nice, from Blu-ray. Man. Have you seen 30 for 30? I'm going to be honest, I don't even know what that is. No, they're just beautiful, yeah. powerful, emotionally moving documentaries that are shot at the highest quality, and they're 30 minutes. Like They're really great stories yeah. based on players and inspirational stories that revolve around the, the sporting universe. And dude, every single one that I've ever watched has leave me like... Oh my god! I gotta do something with my fucking life. <laughs> yeah, it was you. Yeah, nice, so? nice. Yeah. So again, guys, four ninety nine for the film, but twenty five percent off for uh, if what was again through head to facebook.com slash this is not your home for many ways to get twenty five percent off, including heading to Triple T by Triple V, which is our company hosted event happening at Phantom Hookah Lounge. Um, October 30th, it's our spooky Halloween night. We plan oh to have tons of people there. We have musicians, 13 artists, one wild night, all local talent, and everybody there gets a pamphlet with a unique code that will immediately get you 25% off if you purchase it during the event. Wonderful. That you, you're the salesman of this. <laughs> Sparkling ice, triple T, the movie, you name it, dude. I'll fucking Kroger purified water. We love Smiths. Essentia? Let me see. <laughs> Essentia, if you don't drink this, you have dementia. <laughs> you just name it, dude. God. Chasing the, or chasing the frame. People like chasing the frame. Yeah. Chasing the frame. If you don't listen, you're chasing the lame. Go down the lane. Get the shit in your brain. Because if not... Oh, man. Oh, I'm going to keep going, dude. I was about to start freestyling. I was gonna, uh, if, you, if y'all had given me a beat at that moment, I maybe oh, have been able to. But. <laughs> but anyway, guys, that's the la- that's the end of our episode. Thank you guys for listening. Hopefully you guys watch home and go to facebook.com slash this is not your home. Uh, remember, 25% off. You can get that there. And on top of that, too, a cup of coffee, guys. A cup Literally, of coffee. A, what, a venti, I think, at Starbucks. Absolutely. Like, even at Grouchy John's, it's like four bucks for a medium. And I'm like, all right, I, th- I can spend another dollar for home. You know what I mean? All, and on top of that, too, quarantine life, all you need is some Act 2 popcorn or some pop secret. Make that shit in the microwave. Pop in home. That you're the good, truth. And you're good to go, right? And again, guys, also, uh, listen to the podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Overcast, you name it, we're probably on it except Google Podcast. That's an ongoing joke in this podcast. And please review us on Apple Podcasts, by the way, because it helps our rankings. And we can't really do this without the love and support of all you people listening. Uh, thank you again, by the way, everyone who's listened to the podcast. We've hit over 1,600 views, I think. Or you listens. guys are doing like a giveaway too, right? Or Oh, for, yeah. For, thank you for reminding me yeah, because of I course. want to clarify that actually. So from now until the 31st of December... Whoever guesses the correct or close to prices what right style amount of listens total at the end of the year, we're gonna give away a t shirt and a mask. So fuck yeah. Nope, yeah. I want that mask. Yeah. So how many are you at right now? I'm gonna do I'm gonna do no. my guess publicly. <laughs> okay. Uh I think uh, it last time I saw, I think 
Oh my god. Cheating? No, this is how people verify that I'm I'm gonna win, like when mm. I win correctly, because they're okay. gonna know that I said it on air. Okay. Well, me, I have to go on like the actual anchor site. This yeah, is just let me. I, well, I really, I really take this serious. I want that mask because it it rounds up on anchor, where it's like it's like sixteen hundred, but I think I think I'm at fifteen seventy five, or we're hit. So sixteen hundred. How how long has chasing the frame been public? Literally since January first, twenty twenty. God, good yeah, shit, man. good numbers, man. Yeah. Um. Oh. Yeah. It. We'll just go off the total plays of 1,600. So anywhere from there you want to go. And we still technically have about a whole bunch of episodes, too. We have a... 2,200. 2,200? 2,350. 2,200. 2,300. Let me change mine to 22... You can't change these. No, no, no. 23,49. 23,49. No, fuck you, dude. I'll get the mask. You get the shirt if we win. We're going for 2,350, bro. 2,350. Okay. All right. We'll see if that happens. So I... I hope you surpass it. I hope so, too. I mean, we already hit the... The number I wanted to hit already, like I only wanted to hit twelve hundred. To be honest, that was like my goal. Like if I oh, get yeah. 100, like, a hundred like listens a month, whatever. Streams, man, for a podcast, yeah. especially like people are dedicating. Yeah, time so to it, listen, it's so not. I mean, no episode has hit a hundred yet in general, but like just knowing the overall is like at sixteen hundred or whatever right it's now. Beautiful. It's like holy shit. But again, guys, twenty three fifty is their final answer. Twenty three fifty is the final answer. Twenty three fifty. Okay. Uh, okay. Wait. He's twenty three forty nine. Twenty three forty nine. All right. Twenty three forty nine. All right. Final answer. Yeah. It's sure. locked in. Final That's answer. It. It's locked in. All right, guys, check us out again. This episode drops obviously today, which is Friday, and then Brendan and Niall also dropped on Wednesday. That's their part one, and next week is their part two. It was a five-hour podcast. 